0: Off the ball.
1: And Munster are failing at that detail. It's not the big picture that's killing them, it's it's the minutiae, the detail that's taking them apart. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Whatever you grow, will save a bro. Alan Quillen is with us. That, we, smile. Look look that smile! Look at that smile! We haven't seen that for a while. Munster uh, normally in the red, not in the red at all.
0: Yeah, well, Munster win Liverpool win The other Reds wow, yeah, they, he's, yeah. He's a happy man today yeah. I've had a few miserable Sunday evenings The last few weeks but um, You're back baby Yeah my son's uh, Rugby and soccer Hadn't been going well either So that was Compounding the pain But uh, His game The opposition Never showed up yesterday So they had a training match Back then for Liverpool, um, the only thing blemished, uh, thing that was missing was Newcastle beating 9-1-0. <laughs> that's just for my mates now, not for everybody online. I don't have any sympathy really when it comes to Dublin, uh, GA rugby or soccer and the team don't turn up and you have to have a training game. When
1: I think back to being from Mayo and we'd get the bus up to Ackle. That's a different story. And the referee wouldn't
0: turn up and they wouldn't play the game. Two and a half hours on the bus, tough luck lads, off you go. Yeah, that's different, different scenario for sure. but. Um, the Banshees of Inishirin that's
1: it um, where did the performance come from was it was it Bruin was it the fact that the the young lads were back and suddenly they're not taking any of the nonsense what happened
0: it's it's hard to put your finger on it I think in in, in essence the last few weeks um, uh, this is Munster we're talking about yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Leinster winning in Galway on Friday night we can talk about that in a minute Um I'm getting a few clips for talking about once or too much, and not talking talking Connacht connect up a, a bit more from last week. But um, yeah, I think a, a little. Obviously, the emerging Ireland players come back; they bring a little bit of spark, I think. Um, and I think you know, sometimes you keep kind of uh, fighting and digging in and trying to fix things in training and stuff like that. We haven't seen the you know the the proper level of emotion and kind of work rate and and. And intensity in the matches and I think from the word go um, on Saturday night I just thought there was a different, there was a bit of a spring in their step um, and obviously being at home helps you know what I mean um, and there's a fear factor with with playing the Bulls that um, if you're not physically right, so it was a test they needed a physical test that they needed and uh, you know they performed very well, I think there was mistakes and some the line are concerned for me when they get into kind of crucial areas and and that was a big problem for Connacht and Galway on Friday night. Um, the emphasis on the set piece, and we're seeing a lot, a lot of teams now, Joe, right across the board, where you know three or four lineups a game, you lose it, and it's kind of not really talked about. Um, it used to drive me absolutely demented if we if we didn't get close to, you know, to full full return on your lineups.
1: It's fixable though. The lineups is a kind of generally. It's yeah, a-
0: I think it is. I think. Um, in a sense, with lineouts, I think it's more of an understanding from everybody. It isn't just as simple as you make a call and you call to the right area. It's everybody kind of seeing opportunities where the right place to throw the ball is before the call is made, if you understand. And um, it's just getting people more aware of that, listen, the, the competitiveness of the opposition right across the board at all levels now, and in, in not just in the professional game in rugby, um, everybody's throwing players in the lineout. They're a lot better. At reading where where it goes, but um, they're just crucial areas that you need to get right. Yeah,
1: okay. The team selection was interesting in that um, it it had a mix of the uh, the players who've been there the whole time, but it also got as many of the young players into the team as much as possible. And like that's, I think, what gives Munster fans most confidence that this isn't just a flash in the pan. That actually, this is these are a group of players who are going to be conditioned in the new way of, of, like, being ball playing, of trying to take options, of of not falling back. So a lot of people were saying Munster need to fall back on their defence ahead of this game, and they need to go back to being Munster, and it was like...
0: <clears throat> oh, because if, if you go back, you, that that's a trapped. given anyway. That's a given, <clears throat> Ger, with any team. It's a basis for any team in any sport. You want to be kind of solid, you want to be cohesive defensively, you want good communication, and you want that kind of... It's the same in any sport, in GA, in soccer, and. In hurling, you need to have a little bit of an edge about you, and you need to work together and defend when you have to. One of the hallmarks of of, of any great team for me is when you don't have the ball, um, how you defend, and whatever sort of success we had in previous times at Munster, a lot of that was built on really just being so solid defensively against teams when they were even really, really um, exciting teams we played against. And I think that's that's your foundation, your set piece, your breakdown and that physicality and organisation, defence. And any coach will tell you that. So that's something you got to continuously work on. I thought the attack was so much better the other night. Some of the stuff we saw in the second half in particular, if that was the All Blacks or if it was uh, Toulouse, you'd be saying, whoa, that's brilliant. No, the, the end product wasn't there. And I thought Carberry was outstanding and I think... He was really good, wasn't he? Yeah, he was outstanding and I think he's, he, was, he was just so active and so alive and so um, switched on, in a sense. When you look at him again, against Zebra a few weeks ago down in Cork, it was...
1: Yeah, was been put in at full-back, maybe a bit of a kick up the arse for him?
0: Not really, I think, because I think... i say this again, Nathan. <laughs> I keep saying it a lot... If your forwards are not winning collisions, if they're not getting you a little bit of front football, generating a bit of momentum, it's difficult for backs. Obviously, the basics of, you know... Is your point,
1: though, that like by picking a full back, like, you're not guaranteed to be well, our that here? Well, that's that actually, you know, if Ben Healy uh, continues to well. play well, yeah. we're
0: just going to stick with him when it comes around to Champions Cup time. Or Jack Crowley, who came mm. on off the bench the other night and looked... He looked really good, yeah. yeah. he looked really good. Is he
1: an option at centre?
0: Um, Yeah. Like, definitely
1: should they just play, pay pay him now as a centre and get him in the team after that
0: it's a possibility because um, look what Connacht did with Hawkshaw and and, and um, Jack Carty and Connor Fitzgerald having three three out halves at least you know it gives you more options obviously when you come up against a big 12 who's going to be trying to run out over you but I think Crowley is uh, out of the three of them is probably the most physical I think he's very very strong in contact he's a big fella as well and he's he's good defensively as well so um, yeah, I think, look, Carberry was really good and I was pleased for him because, um, you know, you, you don't need this uncertainty to keep going. I think his animation and and his ability to read and scan, and we've spoken a lot about Johnny Sexton's big strength, about the ability when there's something going on here to look ahead and be able to play. And I think Carberry organised really well, but he had options and I think, look, the attack is always going to take a little bit of time, Jer, and it probably will. And they could cut tumbling back down to earth on Saturday against against Leinster, but I think they've got to keep working on what they're doing and really make sure that um, they keep a high level of that fight that they brought the other night. You know, one of the things that they can really take out of the game is the way they defend it at the end, and. There is no situation here anyone shouting from the roof it's Munster are back they're going to win every game for the rest of the season they're going to be great. They still have a lot of work to do but at least they have a little bit of foundation. And again some people online saying well the Bulls are useless the Bulls are useless. Oh,
1: it was a template that doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, the it, Bulls other useless teams might
0: were 28-0 up against Connacht a few weeks ago they beat the Lions in the round one out of the, the gate. Um, we saw what they did to Leinster last year. Um, they have a very very strong side. Mentally, were they all all there? I thought it was a worse situation for Munster that Glasgow actually beat him the week before in 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 in, in Glasgow. I said that's you know they're not going to lose the two games. Jake White is going to hop off them all week, and he was very vocal in in challenging him. But I just thought Munster, even with a lot of, a, a lot of good teams right across the league, would have struggled. Not with the quality, uh, entire quality package that they had the other night, but did serious fight, did serious work rate, stuff that was missing. And I think you asked me a few weeks ago, Nathan, about the fitness levels. Mm. That has been a problem. So they haven't had time to kind of do what they want to do and get the conditioning right. They're probably getting a bit fitter the way they're training. Um, So, again, it's... You know, it'd be brilliant for them if they could get somebody else but Leinster on Friday night and next Saturday but you know nobody will expect him to beat Leinster but they need a good performance they need some positivity out of that game What's a uh, Adogbo's upper ceiling? His upper season ceiling is uh, it's hard I said a couple of years ago that Thomas Ahern was a potential British and Irish line and some people kind of went "Whoa." But I see stuff in him that... And we saw him coming off the bench the other night, Thomas Ahern. I think what he did in uh, South Africa... Um, I know you have to be careful with talking about it. It isn't international rugby and there's the opposition and all that. But I think he has that potential. I think he needs to get run of games, a bit a bit of steeliness about him, if you like, for Thomas Ahern. I think a Odogbo, from what I've seen, um, the power... you. He, it's hard to kind of buy that power and get irish players with that explosiveness um he's only a kid he's going to get much stronger yeah he's 6 foot 7 120 kilos or or something like that and he's explosive so
1: we've seen a lot of second class
0: come into teams
1: early and then suffer Badly with injuries for a long period of time, so you just want to make sure that they manage that progression into the team. Yeah, and I think he needs well to work with coaches can. and
0: stuff. And and um, you know, obviously, he'll come onto the radar of, of of the Irish selectors now. And someone like Paul O'Connell kind of reviewing his game, or yeah. you know, Graham Roundtree, Andy Kiriakou I think the key for a lot of these players is is it's not about managing them all the time and saying, "Oh God, we take him out of this game, take him out of that game." I think it's just managing their understanding in a game, and they get better and um, they get stronger and fitter as well. So I think a dog with ceiling is is very high. Uh,
1: Tagburn in the back row is that is that the future? Like, well, it, or or is well, there if R
0: G Snyman is available, um, I'm playing John Klein and R G Snyman in the second row, right? And I'm putting Tagburn in the back row because you don't have the front row that Leinster have or some of the other teams have, the power, the explosiveness, the experience, the international quality. So. You try and pick a bigger pack and if you've two big second rows, powerful second rows, that's adding a little bit of weight and support to them. And Byrne can play in the back row. Really. Assuming
1: everybody's fit, pick the back five for me against Leinster.
0: Assuming everybody, including
1: Snyman? Not Simon, not Simon. sorry. Okay. I don't think Simon's going to be back, um, but like, a dog will look like he picked up a knock at one point and then I'm sure, he, hopefully he's fine. But let's say Klein, Dogbo, Hearn, Tyke Byrne, Jack O'Donoghue, O'Mahony and...
0: I'd probably pick uh, Thomas Ahern and and John right, and Byrne, O'Mahony and Coombs in the back row. Okay. That'd be interesting. Um, I just think, you know, this is, even though we say managing the situation, I think maybe have a dog book coming off the bench um, because the the danger here at 19 and and he probably hasn't been, that conditioning piece needs to work for him a bit, keeping him involved and in and out of the, the, the kind of group and close to it has to happen. Um, just because he's in the academy, we shouldn't assume now that he should slip back down because there's a few more second rows involved. And the same with Ruan Quinn. He's only 18. Um, serious potential. But, you know, again, there has to be... You have to be a bit careful with these younger players. But it gives a bit more positivity, doesn't it, when you have some of the younger players. Still major issues, you know.
1: Where's you, the hysteria, Quinny? Where's the hysteria of recent right. weeks? That's what Peter O'Mahony's been saying. It's all hysteria.
0: No, it hasn't no matter what what happens going forward um, and they're gonna have more problems they're going to lose more games um, The start has been badly managed. I think the preseason has been badly managed. The emerging Ireland stuff hasn't helped them. They've been the one group that but I did say that sometimes these players if the players come back better players and more understanding of, of what they need to do and their roles well then maybe it'll benefit long term
1: they also all came back feeling themselves going we've just come back from this amazing trip where everything's gone really well we've got to work with the Ireland coaches and they come back into this very negative environment but they must have been like well we're not negative life's good for us so that's like you very rarely get a chance in the middle of a season when things are going badly to get an injection of enthusiasm positivity and talent
0: well they needed that because they played 41 players in the first three games which is a fair bit of chopping and changing and the preseason was was a lot of that as well so yeah they're better than what, what we, they've shown in the games they've lost um, so that that's something to be positive about and, and but you know they need a little bit of luck with the injuries Calvin Nash someone who, who did really well in the emerging tour as well and there's, there's something about him um, who's the first choice I score in half at the moment uh, I think Craig Casey. It is, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. Does yeah. that impact on Murray
0: for Ireland? Um, it could do. Yeah, I think if maybe Conor Murray is only a couple of, um, a couple of games into his season as well. So I don't think it'll it'll kind of rule him out a little bit. I think, uh, particularly with the game monster trying to play at the moment. I, I think he'll still be in the Irish squad Conor Murray and if he gets some more game time and shows uh, gets um, up to speed a little bit more I think he'll be on yeah he will be on the bench for South Africa he has that that experience and still has that quality so but Casey's putting a bit of pressure there um, it's funny. Deep pressure.
1: Casey might be a potential replacement to start, but you can see having Murray's mm. experience as a closer is something that they're they're going to rate very highly. Um, what about Connick's performance? Because uh, they were in the they were in the red in the power rankings a little bit earlier on. Even though i said they might have even covered the spread, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, were, were Connacht, was Connick's performance bad and disappointing on the way? happened oh, it was. Happened last it was week? Um, I think
0: the start of the game, it looked like Leinster. Um, Leinster were going to kind of control the tempo and pace of the game and you know they got an early try I think John Porsche gave away a penalty to break down Leinster kicked it downfield scored from it Um, I think they held on and defended really well at times Uh, but the big issue for them is, is just being a bit more clinical when they get into the attacking zones and even though Leinster and they've the luxury of doing that they can have four or five internationals or whatever um, off the team and have a little bit of rotation, but still right across the board. I thought Ringrose and van der Fleer they show their class when they critical moments. You know, um, I thought Connacht missed opportunities, and they had moments in the game where they had penalties close to the line. They nearly got there, but they turned the ball over pretty quickly. And you could say, look, that's really good Leinster defense. But I think some of it was self inflicted, and that's the thing what will frustrate him. The most in the game, that um, they had real opportunities to build sustained pressure in, in attacking zones, and they didn't. They lost lineouts. They turned the ball over. They knocked it on. Um, give away some penalties again. But what they've shown in the last two weeks, similar to Munster, they had their big kind of lift against Munster. Maybe that M- M- Munster had against the Bulls. They were. All, it was always going to be really difficult with Leinster. Um, yeah. And it is for everybody. <clears throat> it's ironic. The scheduling uh, is exactly the same. Yeah, for it is. Yeah. yeah. So um, to lose ten 0 against Leinster and be really frustrated that you had opportunities, you created opportunities, uh, and you were in really good positions is something to build on. So I thought the desire, the aggression, the intensity that they brought is what they need because they're not as powerful and 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 don't have the same quality as as Leinster. So I thought they yeah, they were outstanding, and probably a little bit naively, they tried to move the ball to the wider channels a lot. Um, and I said this: I was doing the game, uh, doing the game the other night. They probably should have tried to, you know, get their back row going up the middle of the pitch a little bit. And a couple of times, Paul Boyle did that, and he was very good. Um, so look, it was difficult. The conditions were really difficult, but uh, missed opportunity. Never, opportunities it never for the away He's very quiet. He's not saying that. No.
1: Uh, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was just—it was—it was frustrating.
0: The, the conditions were hand. horrendous. Uh, you say it, because it's Leinster, you just know so often when they got into those dangerous areas that Leinster were going to for Connacht is to beat the Scarlets on Friday night. Yeah, and then that three-week block looks good yeah. you've, beaten Lentz, you've beaten Munster should have been a losing you've bonus been points Carty looks like a, li- a man putting himself under enormous pressure I know like the
1: kicking. he's at panicking the end. a little bit there's a bit of I need a big play and a big right. match yeah. like this to and get myself back in with Ireland two games I think the Ireland thing's probably gone I have to say I think, um, but we'll see
0: we've got to go but we can talk more we'll definitely do more in Ulster um, yeah they were outstanding on Friday. Like um, outstanding in, in, in right South down. Africa really brilliant Balakoon Stuart McCluskey Michael Lowry Real talent and scoring a lot of tries, yeah. conceding a few, but yeah. But I'd, I'd love to see them all playing the Sharks, for Ireland no, in, Saturday
1: in one of the November internationals. Maybe the Australia game. Let's see. What, let's see every, what. That every tier time I is see like.
0: Stuart McCluskey, I think God, he's going to regret. It's. It's. He's really unlucky when, when you think of the centres of Henshaw, Ringro, Aki. Yeah. yeah,
1: but maybe another um, time. Like Bundy's not going to be around for the November, or is he yeah. back? Is there, uh, not, he's no.
0: not. He's gone. McCluskey's um, just outstanding the last few weeks.
1: Right, we gotta go. Queenie, good stuff. Thanks, Manu, for that. Nice. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Whatever you grow, will save a bro.